0: Welcome to the Savage Beast Podcast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher, and with me, as always, first against the wall when the revolution comes. It's Paul McLeod. Uh, they'll have a hard
1: time. it's going to be a gross joke, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will be the first against the wall, but proud of it.
0: No doubt for your lewd <laughs> conduct uh, <laughs> above <no question>. all. <laughs> Crime, uh... pornographic crimes against the state. <laughs> pornographic thought crimes um uh so uh um this is our first episode uh of savage beast in the dark times uh and we've um we're perhaps uh all the episodes have been in the dark times and we just this is our first episode where we were aware of it
1: yeah uh, um, um save you save your angst Joe. You know, he's not even in office yet that's really.
0: true um we began this episode with a selection uh from igor stravinsky's uh the rite of spring uh, a beautiful piece of music uh originally meant for a ballet mm-hmm. uh now performed uh both as a ballet and as a uh a piece of orchestral music um and That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, For once, we didn't select this uh, piece of music just to be uh, pretentious assholes. Uh, we have another reason for selecting it. Um, when it debuted uh, in Paris in 1913, uh, this ballet was so uh, modern and uh, was so... Uh, Different uh, in its um, tone and execution, uh, that it nearly caused a riot. Uh, the audience was distraught; uh, many of them left. Uh, much of the performance was drowned out by jeers and arguments between the uh, hoity-toity uh, and the the peasants. Um, <laughs> the the you know, of course, the Bohemian peasants were more of a fan of it than. Uh, Uh, than the uh, Aristocats. (laughs) Uh, And... um, Just like today. And um, uh, it's... it's Many people uh, think of this uh, particular moment uh, of rebellion, artistic rebellion, as the birth of uh, modern music, or at least the birth of uh, modern classical music.
1: It's certainly, I think, when uh, that became the thing that the the bleeding edge of classical music was going to do, you know.
0: Yes, it was going to break out of uh, several years of friend, uh, several hundred years yeah. uh, of friendly conversation and uh, amiable uh, competition uh, mm-hmm. and become a uh, rapidly evolving um, art form.
1: Yeah, and when, you know, uh dissonance and uh uh sort of I mean, as with many art forms at the around the early part of the twentieth century, you know, uh, uh sort of m- conf- more confrontational, you might say, with their own audience.
0: Yeah. Um, um I should say that uh my uh knowledge of the importance uh of this piece of music uh, stems from reading uh, Alex Ross's Excellent, The Rest is Noise, Listening to the 20th Century. Oh, okay. Uh, and he begins that book, um, noting this as sort of the, as as the clear beginning of uh, 20th century music and what we consider modern music.
1: Awesome. Book. Well, yeah, that sounds cool. I would like to read that. Yeah. God bless that crazy Russian. It's funny, uh, you know, uh, as with all these things, it definitely is um, in your face, but it's not like it doesn't sound atonal the way a lot of other modern classical music now sounds I mean, to us. Stravinsky,
0: if yeah. you're a person that's like that really likes classical music and you like just wish you could listen to it more, like Stravinsky is where to go because he brings so much of kind of the harmony. Uh, of, you know, earlier centuries um, and combines it with a modern sensibility that we can still connect mm-hmm. to now uh, without getting into the atonal weirdness um, yeah. that, you know, became a bit of a dick-measuring contest. <laughs> um, you know, I appreciate John Cage, uh, but there's it's a lot less pleasant listening to uh, several minutes of silence uh, than it is listening to the... The firebird suite which is just one of my favorite pieces of music
1: um yeah uh <laughs> i really do this is a conversation for another podcast but i really uh the <laughs> pure trolling as music i don't think really works for me outside of it, it's one of those things that was a good joke at the time but uh, uh i don't think we need any more performances of uh, somebody sitting at a piano not playing i think we got it
0: yeah, I mean, John Cage, he did it. He, he There's no troll better than just uh, naming a piece four minutes, 33 seconds, and then literally not playing any music for four minutes and 33 seconds. <laughs> I mean, that's just, uh, that yeah. no troll can top that. Really, I mean, basically in any art. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the next troll to top that. Um, maybe, and maybe it will come soon uh, in this era of discontent. Um, well, you
1: know, uh, uh, that... Uh, the. Uh, an equal troll in film was written into infinite jest where uh uh james and kandenza one of his many uh experimental films is him and his son filming the audience and projecting that on the screen so not uh probably inspired by john cage uh that idea i bet so um
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i, I think uh, the extent to which you recall details from infinite jest is what well you're... i'm reading it right now oh okay okay <laughs> that makes
1: more sense um but i probably will remember that detail i don't yes. know uh <laughs> the, that movie is called the joke too in the book so um there you go
0: uh and we uh uh
1: how could we make a podcast that avant-garde Joe? That's what we have to figure you out. You know,
0: first people would need to listen to our podcast for us to do <laughs> some sort of avant-garde statement.
1: So maybe maybe the joke is on us, Joe.
0: Yeah. I like to burn my bridges uh with um that sort of artsy shit when I'm at the top of my game. <laughs> so we'll get there. I'm I'm all for it. Um <laughs> So we chose this Stravinsky piece uh, for its history um, Mm -hmm. because this is a moment of uh, artistic revolution, or at least potential for it. Yeah. Um, It's also
1: a moment of historic discord.
0: Yes. Um, And uh, with uh, the um, election of uh, Donald Trump as president, I feel like we are approaching a new... Era of possibility for art <laughs> to rebel against power uh, in a yeah. way yeah in a way that it has not given had the opportunity to do so in uh, hundreds of years, not hundreds of in <laughs> in the past hundred years
1: well in our country <laughs> i I'm on the record as you know, as uh, saying I would be surprised if Trump were worse than George W. Bush, mostly because I think George w Bush was very 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 bad but um uh we'll see the, he could always surprise me um i would say more
0: it's the era that we're entering now uh ah. is um will have uh artists of all kinds united um in their efforts to resist and uh I, you know i i guess there's it's hard to compare different eras especially as we are you know, relatively young and haven't had the chance to compare, uh, Mm um, to too many, but certainly in the, our lifetimes, um, I haven't entered, uh, it's just a new time,
1: um, where,
0: uh, there is, uh, fear and trepidation, uh, in the air, um, and it's, it's already generated a, um a spirit of resistance in my peers that I've talked to that mm. I have not encountered previously in my life.
1: Yeah, definitely the overt uh bigotry of the Trump campaign has uh, pissed people off to an unprecedented degree. I mean, I think uh, uh so one point is um that's good in the sense that uh Trump giving us forewarning does give us a people a better chance to prepare themselves to resist as opposed to laying down like idiots uh, like i and we uh, all did with george w bush um so uh that part is nice uh, even if trump is not worse than george w bush um which again is i only disbelieve that just because george bush was so bad um uh even if Trump is not worse than him, people are already keyed up to uh, <laughs> to fight it back. So that's cool. Um, the The other point I was going to make is, uh, you know, obviously in the sixties and seventies, that seems like there was a lot of protest music. Then maybe that's just because that's what people remember now. But um, Vietnam really pissed people off. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if something similar happens now. Good point.
0: This is probably um, that's probably the uh, high high bar that this yeah. era needs to surpass in terms of its uh, protest art
1: yeah the last real peak in the in the past um, uh, even if it's not protest art i think the the misery of the times will produce good art yeah um
0: you know my uh outlook uh mm-hmm. my advice is that now it's the time to pay attention to music um, cause I think the best music has protest at its heart, like whether it's rock or rap or jazz mm-hmm. or blues, um, or really any of the, uh, you know, thousand other genres.
1: Like Don't the, forget folk, a classic, yeah, uh, yes, protest form.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, the greatest composers and musicians, um, they resist complacency, the status quo, prescribed yeah, okay. correctness. Uh, the political order of the time, authority. Uh, Having to keep your pants on. Yes, all sorts of it <laughs> from big, small to big. Um, uh, you know, they, they do that in order to produce, you know, the the greatest works, the transcendent works of beauty that like move us, free us, find us, understand us. Yeah. Um, yeah it's it's the time to make great art and share it uh because that's like a a, the way to give voice to people who are suffering and in need and i think we might enter a time where that is you know i I think either more of that happens or you know unfortunately many people have been awakened to how much that was happening like uh right around them Mm um uh and, uh, yeah, I think the, the the point that I'm trying to make is, like, I, you know, in the end, I don't really care what you listen to. It's just, like, just keep listening to it. Um, yeah.
1: No, art is definitely a, a good buttress for times like these. And uh, both as a – so it, it's got its use as a means, but also, um, you know, like the best time for movies was the 70s. And I feel like that's at least partially because uh, uh, people were just pissed off all the time um yeah so and
0: i think it's a way (laughs) i think it's a way to face your own suffering and fear like i think that's one of the places where art is actually useful and not just a balm but when you're sort of trying to understand what you're going through uh it's a way you can really like open that up and share it
1: yeah that yeah to possibly probably phrase that another way um uh this might just be my sensibility uh coming through which is that i tend to like things that are confrontational and hard and dark as we've discussed before but um uh i feel like art is being is is tapping into a more real existential truth when it's getting um just having sort of a dark outlook because you know eventually even if trump doesn't do it even if we live another you know, hundred thousand years, eventually humanity will go extinct. And certainly you and I will be dead long before that. And that's a truth we have to face. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so to me, I don't know. I find art most consonant with, um, my sort of outlook. Even though I'm a cheery guy who seems to be smiling a lot, this is something I discover whenever I see a video, a candid video of myself. Is oh, I smile more than I think I do. Um, <laughs> but uh, 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 it's all a mask because uh, the the darker and more uh, brutal the art, the more I find it intriguing and interesting. And um, so uh, <laughs> the 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 very thin rather tarnish silver lining to a uh, potentially dark presidency ahead of us is um, that uh, I expect it to inspire good things.
0: Yeah, uh, I expect it to um, inspire good things and inspire people to uh, look for and support those good things, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, I guess, um, a big silver lining to an extremely
1: (laughs) dark cloud. No, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to harsh anybody's uh uh I don't want to uplift anybody's uh, already harsh buzz, but uh you know i I'm not one of these people saying give Trump a chance, maybe he won't be so bad. I'm just saying um we don't yet know that he will be the apocalypse, so we'll just uh I expect him to be awful. I just don't know that I expect him to end civilization as we know it. He might, but I don't expect it it's true
0: it's it's unrealistic to. Uh, or it's um insincere to say that like uh, the world has never faced oh yeah uh, this sort of dire circumstance before it certainly has yeah i um, mean guys people reagan literally had alzheimer's disease and was president <laughs> i mean
1: <laughs> and was and was authorizing insane you know dictatorship propping up schemes in the central america and so forth yeah and uh you know nixon was a psychopath who was bombing cambodia for no good reason because in order to win a war we never should have fought and uh in the in the 50s and the 20s people were rousing out communists and uh supposed communists and you know uh ending their careers and social lives and doing the same with homosexuals and uh there's there's been plenty of There have been plenty of uh, populist, angry, right-wing movements in the United States, and we have survived. So this is not to say that people should uh, stop being vigilant, but that um, they should not totally despair is all.
0: Indeed. And we are here to help with that Mm -hmm. by sharing our uh, electioneering playlist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Despite what I just said, uh, I definitely, last Wednesday... Woke up and said, "What is a suitably ragey song to go along with my mood after that um, truly, truly stunning evening?" Which I think will definitely—I, I know it will be one of the most memorable evenings of my life uh, forever. Paul, so. I,
0: I have to say that um, you know, late in that evening, like uh-huh. when we were, we were both drunk. I mean, we were just both angry drunk. I think, it, you know, that, uh, like, I'm usually pretty dark, but, like, in that evening, like...
1: I thought you were going to say, I'm usually pretty drunk, but... <laughs> well, that's true.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, I mean, I'm usually pretty dark, but, like, you started even, like, posting to our uh, our group chat... M- much darker cynical messages than I'd ever seen from you about they were not uh, that sort of um, you know uh, uh, you know cool calm of course it's gonna happen you were just like oh shit
1: <laughs> yeah reading those the next day I was like oh yeah I was I was pretty drunk yeah,
0: yeah we, were, we were all in the heart of darkness for sure that night
1: I mean I was mostly surprised really more than anything. Mm. Um <laughs> I was I was when I was saying those things I was um uh I was perhaps compensating for the lack of darkness in Trump's acceptance speech because I once it was clear he was going to win. I was like, well, I'm going to I have to stay up to watch his acceptance speech because there was the potential he was going to sort of reiterate his convention speech and it was going to be just uh a historically vicious, uh, suck it bitches type of speech. Um, it ended up not being that at all, which, uh, you know, um, Lord willing, that's the spirit of the Trump presidency, but I have absolutely zero faith that it will be. Um, so, uh, uh, I, I guess I was compensating with my messages is what I'm saying. Indeed.
0: Indeed. (laughs) Where we were, you were discussing whether he was literally Hitler.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but i think i said he was not <laughs> yes. it was fair
0: look that was the night that was the night we you know anything goes that night uh i think i ended i think right before i like passed out i ended with a call to just basically kill the rich so <laughs> i mean and now
1: they're dead um. <laughs> wow um
0: let's play some music
1: yeah all right so we have an eight song playlist and uh we hope it to be not merely a uh, blast of rage, but a blast of rage followed by a more nuanced appreciation of the path life might take in, in the dark times uh, potentially ahead. So um, I guess we'll just go song by song, Joe. And uh, each of us picked half of these, so uh, that person will say why he thought it was good. Sounds good. All right. The first one we have is uh, Liars, Plaster Cast of Everything, from their album, Liars. Hey, everybody uh a band i like and i don't think joe does but it's his unlucky you know day. uh <laughs>
0: um if donald trump has done one thing to bring this country together uh it has made me reconsider the band liars who uh, i found myself to be uh, uh very much into um, all right li- yeah this track is uh, excellent um yeah they sound to me like a really drunk and angry flaming lips i kind of like that
1: that's a good description yeah uh this wasn't the first song i thought of for this but uh once i did think of it i realized uh it worked pretty perfectly because a it's got an extremely ragey riff there and then the outro is actually um just as good or better um and then the lyrics uh also express express some of the fear people are feeling now with uh the repeated i want to run away i want to run away and so forth um which could obviously be a lot of situations, but it fits this one. So, um, uh, I don't know. They, uh, there's nothing complex about that song or that riff you just heard, but the the, the way that the riff just starts out with that eighth note, and it nah, 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 always feels like a sledgehammer every time it hits me, and uh, I couldn't think of a better way to open our playlist.
2: A uh,
0: good title too. Plaster casts of everything.
1: <laughs> Just you
0: gonna you gonna is it everything's fake? Are you gonna smash everything? Exactly. I don't know, but I, <laughs> I, I want to do it.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, agreed. The the Sonics of that song will do it by themselves. Um, I'd say tell us a little
0: more about a bit, little bit more about liars, but uh, you'll have a chance to do that later.
1: Indeed. Um, Joe, what's your next track for us?
0: I say let's get polystyrene up in here uh with a classic of feminist punk rock uh x-ray specs oh bondage up yours
2: some people think little girls should be seen and not heard but i think oh bondage up yours
0: Was if you aren't, um, if you didn't get it from the song, that was "Oh Bondage Up Yours" uh, by <laughs> X-Ray Specs, um, recorded in uh, 1978. Um, one of the first, um, um, or a part of the first wave of female-led punk rock bands, mm-hmm. um, and just a fucking awesome songs. Uh, A fucking awesome song uh, uh, from their album "Germ Free Adolescence," uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, which is a a punk classic. Uh, And uh, this song just popped into my head. I've I've known it uh, for years, listened to it off and on, but I think with the you know kind of the uh, irrefutable anti woman uh Mm -hmm. slant of this this election's results um this seemed appropriate to just kind of express that moment of rage um and
1: and even more appropriate because she's the uh she's the daughter of a somali immigrant to uh great britain so yes yes um Uh. Checking all the boxes there,
0: and a fucking freak too. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, no doubt about it. Um, so uh, it's it's a great song, uh, uh, and it's you know it's interesting to see how that this um, you know the opening lines, which she just screams um, about how a little girls should be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was um, you know. She's singing that what close to wait eight, uh, like forty years ago, right? Jesus. And like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still, a- I mean, it's still an applicable sentiment now, sure. Um, to uh, you know, kind of uh, a rallying cry against um, you know a sentiment that a a plurality of our society um, you know believes in, and it's sort of uh, you know maybe not overtly but
1: close well, enough pretty, close enough pretty, pretty pretty overtly yeah our, actually, our president likes to our president to be likes to grab them by the pussy so. yeah yeah the, there you go <laughs> right yes yes
0: actually overtly yes i take that back um so it's it's you know it's still a relevant song and uh, it fucking rules
1: Yeah. Um, I had never heard the song were any x-ray specs, so thank you, Joe. Um, A wonderful companion piece to the Pill album we talked about in our last episode with the convergence of punk and saxophone.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to return to that Pill album
1: now. Yeah. And feminist rage. So
0: by the way, in the last episode, you like you basically like predicted that Trump was going to win. I was doing
1: that with full sarcasm. I had no expectation (laughs) this was going to happen.
0: (laughs) Still very dark. I went back. I didn't listen to it till after the election. Um, oh yeah i have a funny there's a funny part there i don't know if you've listened to that episode again i have um but it's funny like we talk about he'll be chancellor of america (laughs) and i said finally an excuse to name my son chancellor (laughs) now i also learned totally unrelated that of course that's not the first reason to name my son chancellor but um the uh chance the rapper's legal first name is chancellor I did not know that. I did not know that until last
1: week. Uh it's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. It's yeah. a sweet name. It's uh <laughs> it's too bad Adolf Hitler had that title, well, you know. Yes. Chancellor Jonathan Bennett. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, I wanted to Adolf would have been right at the top of my list for my kids, <laughs> except, you know, just that that whole genocide thing just ruins a perfectly good name. Oh, um
0: boy. There's uh, there'd be a lot of little kids first name Trump now. <laughs>
1: oh god. Ugh. Um let's hope that let's hope that it's still okay to name your son Donald in four years because that would mean that it wasn't that bad. I know some good um, I know some good Donalds.
0: I'm gonna fight the yeah. fight for good Donalds.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of people who were like, Yeah, you know, I was named Adolf before Hitler. It's cool for about, you know till about nineteen ninety, probably about the last of them died off and then <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes.
0: Um, except uh, in Brazil, still very popular. Or
1: Argentina. Oh, really?
0: Argentina. One of the, I was uh. making a joke. Uh, <laughs> okay, I get, it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Butchered. What's next?
1: <laughs> um, uh, just, just in case I didn't say it, that song was awesome. But yeah. Uh, next is uh, McCluskey without MSG, I Am Nothing from their album. The difference between me and you is that I'm not on fire. Wow. Good title. and accurate um right that again was McCluskey with uh, without MSG I am nothing a uh, nonsense but somehow funny title that um, uh, fits the rest of the lyrics of that song which also largely make no sense but do express uh, a sense of um, seeing darkness and of uh, uh, general dissatisfaction with the modern order of things so that plus the Steve Albini maxed out guitar and drums uh, led me to think of that song pretty quickly Was last this, Wednesday. This
0: is a Steve Albini produced album.
1: Yes, it is. Nice.
0: Excellent. Um, yeah. randomly, I think several years ago I sent you a track from this album, uh, called she will only bring you happiness. Uh, yes, that's
1: a great song. Really good. If you um, sent it to me several years ago, you were way too late cause I bought this in the year it came out, but well
0: then you were way too late sending this <laughs> awesome album to me.
1: I'm you sorry. I'm sorry. That is a great track.
0: Um, uh, yeah, this this song has um, got these, like, what I describe as, like, 90-degree, like, sine waves cutting through solid stone.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, I actually ripped this uh, this track one time, or some track from this album, probably to get drum samples off of it at some point. And any time the guitars are on, the waveform is maxed. There is yes. no, the, it is zero to max every single time. That is the Albini effect.
0: What I love about this song is it's about, it's the madness. Like (laughs) it's tough to express that like more than rage, but here Mm -hmm. you get it. It's like, it's insanity. You know, it's, (laughs) it's that feeling that you've lost all connection and it's just disturbing and disarming. Yes. Um, And you're not getting angry as you're listening to it. You're kind of like going crazy.
1: Absolutely, that—that awesome. that is the true gift of McCluskey. Is um, I think this is the last album they released that I know of, and uh, they uh, were—and I hope still are—insane. Uh, just, just some crazy balls out dudes, and uh, God bless Wales for giving them to us.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, God. Yeah, Wales. Uh, uh, I'm um, I'm a big fan of their music um uh and i believe it it was actually their last album that's crazy what
1: uh i know there could have been more good ones from them this is a it's a pretty good album um so it goes and their previous one do dallas has one of my favorite rock tracks of all time um with the name of which is escaping me now although i can tell you the lyrics it's about the one how they do more drugs than a funk band um but uh yeah to stick with this Um, everywhere I look is a darkness is a great lyric for our times. Yes.
0: Yes. And definitely the way I was feeling, uh, for a few days last week.
1: (laughs) Um, all right, Joe, uh, I actually meant to play this one third, but it works just fine here. Uh, why don't you introduce death to us?
0: Yeah. Um, it's my delight to talk about this band, uh, death who I, um, who death is, uh, they're a rock band from Detroit uh, from the early 70s. Uh, it's three African-American brothers, Bobby, David, and Dennis uh, Hackney is their last name. Um, and just to straight up read for Wikipedia, but this is – it's a great story. They started as a funk band, but they saw The Who, and then they were like, fuck this, we're playing rock. <laughs> and um, they also – then they went and saw Alice Cooper, um, and they um, – made hard hard rock music that is um, some of the earliest, um, you know, it's Um, proto-punk. And uh, it's amazing. It's so amazingly ahead of its time. Um, They uh, are uh, not, um, they're not recognized as the pioneers that they are, um, which uh, what a coincidence. They happen to be black and from Detroit (laughs) <laughs> uh, and aren't given a ton of credit for uh, spearheading a movement that is, uh, you know, full of uh, uh, white bands from, you know, New York and California. Um, and I just, I, the reason I bring that up is like, I cannot think of a band that is more anti Donald Trump than three black dudes in the 70s playing punk music in Detroit. Um, and this song uh, is called. Uh, politicians in my eyes i'm oh like i can't even fucking remember the name of the song something like no, that. no that's correct yes that's correct. um and uh yeah it's fucking crucial and uh, now i've said all the things i was gonna say after we played it before yeah i didn't expect
1: it. you to
2: do that but let's we play go. it now
1: <laughs> coming up oh boy no <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. you have it y'all the black yes. man invented punk
0: yes um so there's only seven songs from this band um they were re-released in 2009 when uh the sons of the surviving members uh i believe uh, one of the surviving members uh, discovered uh them um and then drag city re-released um uh, the songs, um, and I would say this particular song, worth listening to the end, uh, it has an awesome, mm-hmm. like, kind of just two-minute freak out at the end. Hell yeah. Um,
1: yeah, the other thing is the black man also played punk better than the white man, because <laughs> the, because it was actually a funk band, so they actually knew how to play instruments on, like, you know, the Sex Pistols, so uh, uh, this song was cool. This is another one that I had never listened to, Joe, so thank you again for for your rage the gift of your rage um i've been col- is, a, is a light in my life i've
0: been collecting like rage filled songs throughout my life just for this moment <laughs> yeah and now you're just shooting them all over
1: me yes correct
0: <laughs> um cool band uh their album is not on spotify so um
1: zero death songs oh i guess there are only seven like you yeah. said so. so find it on youtube or uh actually purchase it mm yeah um yeah a uh, great cover art too i'll uh i have to give them that it's like a a neon detroit 70s illustrated skyline with a, a bat signal type spotlight <laughs> <laughs> shooting into the night sky to say death
0: <laughs> yes um and i have to say that reminds me there's no better way uh to um i think it's a fan of music uh to embrace this era by
1: paying for music as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um unless unless it's the insane clown posse you should steal their music. Well, yes, um, but
0: stop stop buying stupid shit and just give mm. your
1: money to artists. Yeah, I'm
0: all for that. Yeah. That's what I
1: do. Yeah. Um it definitely Cost me more money that way, but it's okay. It's a good t shirt. Um, Give your money to artists. I'd wear that <laughs> i wear that with Hand claps? Dude, yes. Artists, <laughs> your money. Um, <laughs> oh man. Uh all right. Um Joe, if you're ready for it, the next track is also yours. Yeah,
0: uh this is Modest Mouse, uh, with Talking Shit About a Pretty Sunset. So that was uh, Modest Mouse with Talking Shit About a Pretty Sunset. Um, yeah,
1: I don't think anything could be more butchered than an epic Modest Mouse song by this one-minute sample treatment we have to do. But uh, True. There's a lot more um, to that song, people.
0: Um, but I do love, one of the things I love about this song is how um, fucking tight that first minute of sort of standard singer-songwriter stuff is uh, mm-hmm. before the many minutes of... Uh, kind of uh, undistorted uh, soloing that follow mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, this is one of my easily one of my top five favorite Modest Mouse songs. Um, mm-hmm. it perfectly captures, um, uh, Isaac Brock's ability to, um, romanticize, uh, the,
1: just depression. And the experience of being a loser and knowing it.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> you know he's he's got the lyrics here about uh, how he blames his town, his job, his friends, but it's just himself. I uh, reminded, mm-hmm. you know, it's like from whenever I breathe, you breathe out, I breathe in. When he says he, uh, I don't want to go to bed and I don't want to stay up late. Um, <laughs> just that, like, just so close to not wanting to exist. Uh-huh. Um, so I just picked this song because um, it's one of my favorite down and out songs. And I think it, it just sort of popped into my mind sometime late last week uh, as how I was feeling. I was like, I feel this depressed. I need to listen to this song. Um, <laughs> and it it kind of it's a it's a really great depressing song. And, and then, you know, later he's singing the he's singing the title he's um, talking about he's talking shit about A Pretty Sunset, um, blanketing opinions I'll probably regret soon. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he's sort of, like, realizing that he's, you know, too far into his own head. And then there's a, you know, there's a long instrumental part at the end where it's kind of a, you know, you feel like the narrative must be that he's emerging a bit from this
2: dark place.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of what Modest Mouse does is, you know, first of all, that line you just quoted is, I don't know if everybody has this experience, but certainly the first time I heard those lyrics, I was like, yeah, there have definitely been times when I realized, like, I'm actually saying something just to be an asshole, mm-hmm. to shit on everybody else's enjoyment of something, and I realized that I don't actually even believe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just being a dick here. Yeah. Um, but I can't stop myself. Um Uh, and you're right uh, after that with the sort of more actually beautiful instrumental outro on the song. um, Modest Mouse has that wonderful ability to uh, capture both the, the utter depths of self-loathing. And then the, uh, the feeling of also sort of coming out of it and feeling like, um, you know, sort of (laughs) recognizing that that self-loathing and, uh, and being a fuck up is part of the sort of drama of life that um, that is uh, that is something that <laughs> many of us find interesting, despite the fact that it sucks a lot of the time. So um, uh, yeah, they really there's a lot of a lot of skill in the way they they evoke that without even resorting to words all the time. And um, one of the reasons they're one of my very favorite bands of all time.
0: Yeah, and not to get uh too far into the Modest Mouse uh um world, but fuck it, that's why we're here to get too far into songs like this is that mm-hmm. I, I can't even describe like the structure of this song. I can't even figure out any other song to compare it to other than uh uh like Modest Mouse songs where it just kind of yeah. like starts off doing one thing and then they just clearly kind of I don't know, just found a totally different song to, like, staple to that and turned it into one, like, really interesting journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, on their first three albums, they do that a lot, where they just sort of jam from the original idea off into something else. And it's uh, usually an extended and amazingly awesome uh, uh, outro. Um, Um,
0: Yeah, I think this is maybe one of the songs um, from uh, This is a Long Drive mm -hmm. uh, that... I think, shows what they were about to do on mm. Lonesome Crowded West.
1: Um, yeah, like Closing Time and songs like that definitely yeah, sort of do yeah. that. Yeah,
0: and then I think that the song after this, uh, Make Everyone Happy Again, is another one that kind of, you know, they were, yeah. they were realizing that they had the potential to be more epic. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and that, the reason that transition within the song is part of why – uh, I put it number five because from here on out we're gonna be, you know, sort of emerging from the initial rage of mm. the Trump election, and it's time for some some recognition that there's life outside of politics and outside of Donald Trump living in a stupid gaudy house in uh, the District of Columbia. Um, so uh, the next song I have for you is another one from Liars uh, called Protection. Okay. Again, that was uh, Liars Protection, which, um, again, I just wish we could play these whole fucking songs. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's actually the closing track to the same album from which the previous Liars track was the opening track. Uh, normally, I wouldn't put two Liars songs on the same play, or two songs from the same band on the same playlist, but I actually could have filled out all four of my songs from Liars for this. These are for not whatever normal reason. times. No, exactly. (laughs) For whatever reason, Liars seem to have a lot of different songs that fit here. So, um, you know, again, with the theme of the playlist sort of moving from rage to, uh, you know, uh, at this point, I would say it's something like um, resignation, but also um, uh, appreciation of the continuance of life, even amidst I, not loss exactly is what this song is about but it's definitely there's some interesting nostalgia for uh, things that aren't uh, happening anymore and different modes of thought and anyway just the the theme of protection uh, which is something a lot of people feel like they need right now goes well and uh, that combined with the sort of um, reflective mood of that song there's something something about the dead simple just combination of like organy synths and, uh, pre-programmed drums. And then, uh, Angus Andrews, uh, you know, sort of, uh, haunting, uh, chanting vocals just is, uh, I, you just listen to it. I don't know how to de- evoke it more than that, but it's, it's just beautiful despite its sort of ugliness at the same time. And that seemed fitting to me.
0: Did, do you find the song symbolic of like how you're feeling coming out of this or did you actually like, um, kind of turn to this song and at at that moment
1: um no i mean i actually it would be it would be disingenuous to say that it uh it it, i i came up with it when thinking about what to fill out this playlist with but as soon as i thought about it i was like that's perfect because this actually does evoke some of that mood of things are bad but um things will also go on and (laughs) will improve. um not to say and it's not even about the in, yeah,
0: you know inauthentic that a lot you know that yeah you know, yeah searching for it doesn't make you know makes it an, you know inorganic experience
1: yeah no i totally agree um but uh yeah it's not even the lyrics but just the sound of it just hits that uh note if you will perfectly for me right um cool
0: uh and, and well i'd have to say i have to i just have to ask you for your one minute pitch why mm-hmm. Um, why listen to Liars?
1: Uh, Liars is one of the. Uh, this is again. They're definitely a band that. Uh, it, knowing what I know about our respective tastes, it's not surprising that <laughs> they divide us. Um, but uh, they, especially their first handful of albums, are. Um, they produce some of the, my favorite music ever. Starting especially with um, uh, drums. Well, really the best one is Drums Not Dead, which came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely abrasive album. The first three tracks are uh, almost difficult to listen to, even if you like them and are into what they're doing right then, because it's them like just pounding the shit out of drums, and stuff in an East German radio recording studio where they had access to all different rooms that had different acoustic properties, you know, so they could their radio plays could have the right echoes for somebody walking through an alley or, uh, you know, talking in a large hall or something like that. So, but I mean, you know, obviously they used it for. It's very difficult to describe what lies do. The, <laughs> these two songs that you just listened to are like them returning to simplicity after drums not dead. Um, But it's still not exactly like, you know, normal pop music. Um, So I don't know. They're just, they're one of the most creative and weird bands that is still identifiably mostly playing rock music. And uh, they, what I also love about them is that within the span of a few songs on, for instance, Drums Not Dead, they'll go from um, just like ear-piercingly abrasive Uh, loud, fast music to some of the most beautiful, ethereal, gauzy um, (laughs) songs I've ever heard in my life. And um, it's like, again, it's one of these things where they've got a punk ethos all the time, but Hmm. it's, they're willing to be creative about their palette in a way that, you know, sort of straight ahead punk bands aren't. And that, that attitude combined with experimentation uh, works wonders for me,
0: for sure. I mean, they're they're smart as hell, and that comes yeah. through. And uh, it's it's um, really interesting music. And I think that that's why uh, listening to it now, I'm uh, a little more into it than I was uh, back in the day. Um, but hey, that's a that's <laughs> good. That's a good thing. Absolutely. Um, uh, okay, so this next song um, is we uh, will say the name of it. It's the first song. Uh, that kind of came up randomly uh, that uh, caused uh, an an organic uh, growth of happiness in me uh, in these dark times uh, several days after the election. And I was just really happy to hear it.
1: yourself in the living room Your pipe and slippers Set out for you I know you think that it ain't too far But I I hear a call Of a lifetime ring The the need to get up
2: for it Oh, you're cut out The middle man Get free from the middle man You got no time for the messenger Got no regard for the thing Don't understand. You got no fear of the underdog. That's why you will not survive.
0: boon with the underdog um a really great anthem uh that absolutely makes no sense uh, <laughs> when you when you sit down and and think about it read the lyrics just don't read the lyrics well the uh, chorus
1: makes sense you got no fear of the underdog that's why you will not survive yeah right?
0: that's the only part of the song that like actually is not uh kind of gibberish Um, but from the second that that little acoustic crescendo begins the Mm -hmm. song uh you're just into it um and it's it's silly madness um and uh, you know it's it's you can't not be happy uh to hear it come on and i think that that's why i have this song on there is because there was a spontaneous feeling of joy that comes with it uh and it, it definitely hearing it uh on uh uh, Sirius XM on some channel uh, really reminded me that that, uh, that part of music still worked, uh, even in, uh, you know, after a few days of feeling like shit. So it was a <laughs> welcome um, reminder. Um, and Spoon is great about that. They have, um, they're kind of cool and confident, uh, mm-hmm. making you feel uh, good. Um, they do what they do um without embellishment um and without much fanfare like this this song might be their showiest song and (laughs) it's, it's very um um laid back yeah um and confident
1: yeah spoon is amazing to me because they have like eight albums of doing the same thing and somehow they're all good as far as I can tell. Yes. Um, yes. I think, A, they have an incredible, they, they put down incredible rhythm tracks. Um, right. I think that's what makes the fact that they're just sort of doing mid-tempo rock over and over again work is that the groove is perfect. And um, then on top of that, Britt Daniel has an amazing voice. Uh, we've discussed before those... Uh, voices that incongruously match uh incongruously match um gravelliness with tunefulness yes his is one of those like hamilton lighthouser i don't understand how it works like in a sonic physics sense but somehow it does and um uh this is one of their best songs and you really couldn't have picked a better one joe uh with the with the lyrics um again this is this is the hope i hope people can can bring themselves to have Uh, That um, uh, the president is just one guy who, uh, granted, controls a vast and disgusting uh, surveillance state and military, but um, nonetheless, he can't kill us all. So, um, yes, that's why he will not survive.
0: And I mean, it is his—he has no fear of the underdog, and uh, (laughs) that's—it is a weakness. Uh, Absolutely, it's always—it's always been proven as such, um, one way or the other.
2: Um,
1: Yeah. But again, though, it fits the narrative of our playlist sort of uh, coming out of that and um, wonderful song. I have to say that um,
0: your comparison to Hamilton Lighthouser reminds me that the um, random opening night of South by Southwest where I um, uh, kind of was drunk and tired and stumbling around uh, in uh, the outdoor part behind Stubbs uh, (laughs) barbecue in Austin and saw... Uh, Broken Bell, Spoons, and the Walkman all in a row was, oh, like, really? in retrospect, a pretty epic night. <laughs> <laughs> At the
1: time that is it was amazing. Just like, oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's the thing about South by Southwest. You're just like your your threshold for being excited about a musical experience goes so far up yeah. because. As like, we experienced you can walk by club and be like, "Oh yeah, there's Talib Kweli just playing free in there." Cool. We whatever. did
0: we went in and we saw Talib Kweli play one
1: song. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> uh, kind of cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was okay. alright. Okay, our last song, Paul. Yeah, our last song is Aphex Twin's 4, the opening track from his The Richard D James album. Yes. was uh four by uh Apex twin and uh the reason i picked that song was i just wanted my last contribution to the playlist to be uh something that could evoke uh what i've already sort of alluded to in our previous discussion on this episode but just the the ongoing unquenchable beauty of life and um uh, uh that song does that much more than my uh than my late night words could do because um It's just one of the most beautiful pieces of music I know, uh, both thrilling and exciting and also uh, uh, achingly, there's another uh, common review word, uh, (laughs) gorgeous uh, combination of melody and harmony. Just one of my favorite musical compositions in the world. And so um, I hoped we could sort of pull the playlist back around to that direction because, again, um, politics is but one part of life. It's an important part of life that everybody should be engaged in. But uh, ultimately... Um, our lives are much bigger than it and uh, we should always keep that in mind I feel like
0: yeah um, 100% we should uh, you know uh, just take the message that these songs have uh, even when we don't fully understand them Um, (laughs) you know Accept that, you know, what we feel about them is might be more than what we could express or explain. Um, For this song, I mean, there's such magic in Mm -hmm. these simple string samples uh, Mm -hmm. in the hands of uh, the the genius that is uh, (laughs) Richard D. James. Um, There's a purity to the work uh, that speaks to someone. Uh, who is clearly communicating um, one of those thousands of emotions uh, for which we don't have a name, uh, which we mm-hmm. too often ignore because, you know, out of laziness and desire to avoid the troubling consequences of empathy. Uh, I feel like Aphex Twin says uh, that we all feel our own thing. You know, we're always in between. Uh, and there's great value in that lifelong quest to understand what's in between um uh i, I f- it's that that word empathy comes to me from his songs uh mm. like again and again where he is is working to understand um parts of our psyche that um you know we really don't work to understand um Certainly that, you know, in in the context of of politics, we all too often just steamroll over uh, in the effort to um, normalize and synthesize and um, tranquilize. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm preaching here. Um, Everything, whitewash everything um uh-huh. he he rejects that with the immense beauty he pulls out of his work um in other words fucking good song mate <laughs> thank you man uh, good good way to end it with just fucking great music
1: yeah um, that's what i was going for i'm yeah. glad it worked for you too yeah for sure um yeah it's uh uh you you said that well i don't have anything to add yeah. it's uh good music yeah um all right. Well, that was our playlist everybody. We hope uh we hope that we uh that plus our commentary helps put some perspective on the um undoubtedly traumatic for many people uh events of the past week. And uh I don't blame anybody for being uh really fucking upset about the fact that a misogynist racist dumbass is going to be our president. But um uh at the same time uh don't let him being a a dick ruin your life. Um obviously uh, unfortunately for some people he actually will have the physical power to ruin their lives. Um and we should do everything we can to help and protect those people. But um uh uh nonetheless uh we can bring our own uh you know spirit to the affi- to to affairs and uh you know do what we can to counteract whatever evil may befall us and also um you know preserve what is good about life for a time when you know mm-hmm. donald trump is not present which will happen you know <laughs> despite our jokes last time around uh this is probably not the last thing that will happen in human history <laughs> probably not <laughs> it's, it's mostly not likely <laughs>
0: uh, but whether or not it is uh you should keep listening to music uh-huh. sharing music buying music um uh, mm-hmm. going out seeing artists
1: perform uh yeah. if you're looking which, yeah which actually i did the day after the election when uh, yes. i went to see car seat headrest fuck yeah yeah and just to give a brief review that was awesome um first of all the uh, opening band naked giants was one of the most uh one of the most fun i think they were my favorite opening band i've seen all year they were uh the most rock and roll band opening band I've seen this year uh, as I put it on Twitter Mm -hmm. in that it was like three dudes just uh, doing like a Northwestern indie grunge rock thing, but actually getting into like solos and stuff. There was, they even did a drum solo, which I, it occurred to me, (laughs) I do not think I have ever seen a drum solo live, (laughs) you know, not in the sense that the drum was playing by itself, but actually like, you know, I'm doing the John Bonham playing it, playing my drums as the main part of this music for a long period of time thing, the bassist, And they just were going nuts. It was, you know, three young skinny indie rock dudes, uh, thrashing around the whole time and playing, you know, what certainly in a live setting sounded like pretty good songs. And, uh, so I appreciate naked giants for that. Um, and then car seat Headrest came out, and uh as we've discussed there's we don't need to reiterate, but you know that's our favorite music that has come out this year and uh they did wonderful renditions of it and uh uh you know just <laughs> to to tie it to the theme of this episode um just being there and experiencing music and seeing the the weird specificities of the people who are making the the art you love, like the fact that uh will toledo Uh, basically looks like a librarian. Uh, (laughs) He's got this constant sort of, uh, you know, just like he's got a resting frown on his face, like a a 50-year-old librarian woman might. And then he wears these big glasses that are constantly falling down his nose as he's uh, rocking out on his guitar. So it really makes him look like a librarian. And uh, he also had the driest sense of humor of just about anybody I've ever seen um, uh, leading a band. So, uh, that combined though with their passionate and intense music. And then the fact that they closed with, um, with five years by, uh, uh, Ziggy Stardust and the spiders from Mars, which they introduced as being, you know, inspired by the election of the previous night, um, was just perfect. Uh, five more years and that's all we got. So, um, you know, do things like that. Your life will go on.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, I would love to hear a recording of that five years.
1: I, I actually did, at the at the, the last 30 seconds of the song, I turned on a video. I haven't actually listened to it yet, so nice. we'll see what tinny bullshit my phone awesome. captured.
0: I searched for one on YouTube, but only found them car- uh, covering uh, Paranoid Android, which was a lot of fun.
1: That's cool. They actually <laughs> said they learned the song at Soundcheck, so I believe that was the first time they've ever played it live. Nice.
0: um yeah that's fucking cool i'm pissed i'm missing them they're gonna be in portland while i'm in new york for thanksgiving i may have completed complained about that on a previous podcast i don't care i'm gonna complain again um but uh yeah you know if you uh, a lot of people i know are kind of taking their uh uh responsibility to volunteer and give back more seriously these days Mm -hmm. Um, But in between those, uh, I think going out and uh, seeing, especially your local, you know, seeing local art uh, is uh, a really good way to kind of, uh, you know, um, do something positive uh, and also say fuck you to the um, (laughs) incoming regime.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Let me tell you, Um, Rudy
0: Giuliani does not like the punk band you are gonna go see
1: (laughs) i would love to make him listen to it yes fuck rudy giuliani by the way that guy that guy is actually creepier to me than donald trump who's mostly a a self-absorbed idiot um (laughs) yep yep giuliani is is actually like fucking evil um anyway uh one last thing on car seat headrest i bought their i bought teens of denial on vinyl at the show Uh which I already own it uh, on mp3 which means that my free mp3 download with the vinyl is useless to me so uh, if anybody's listening this far and would like an mp3 copy of the album uh, get at us via at savagebeastpod on twitter or email us at savagebeastpod at gmail.com and I will send you a free download code for that album Um, and if nobody does then uh, uh, whatever I don't care um (laughs) <laughs> but you can also find us at uh, dot com on the internet and uh, find us on iTunes where we'd love it if you subscribed and rated and reviewed us uh, for algorithmic purposes. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, get, get your free album, people.
0: Yeah. And uh, I'll end by saying uh, in the words of the Dead Kennedys, uh, Nazi punks fuck off.
1: Fuck yes. they don't
2: relate yourself? say Backs so you trash your holes trash your bank if you got rough balls let's not make what's the